0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now once again, this Nick team showing their grit, showing their fight, and Clyde showing their
1: poise. Yep, and the teamwork, you know, just stepping up. Rose doing a good job. Randall Barrett had his moments. So again, an exquisite effort by the team.
0: We got the key. Of Knicks post-game coming up as Bill Allen and Wally will talk about another Knicks victory. With this win, the Knicks will clinch their first winning season in eight years. They'll improve to 37 and 28 with just seven games to go, and the Knicks are now 12 and one in their last 13 games. And remain in the fourth
2: spot in the Eastern Conference with seven games to go. Oh, baby, that got a uh, got a little dicey there. A little dicey, a little dicey for a bit. But uh, we'll take it. We'll take it. We'll take it. We'll take it. We are we are not in a position to turn away any good fortune um, whatsoever. Uh, I'm not going to call it good fortune. I mean. The the Grizzlies shot twenty free throws in the first half, so I don't know what the fuck they're uh, they're complaining about so vociferously at the end of that game. Um, man, how about this? How about this to start off tonight? If you would have told me before the season that on the night that the Knicks secure a record above five hundred. If you would have told me that on the night that that happened, that the significance of them finishing with a guaranteed record above five hundred would mean so little to me, and I'm just being honest, it doesn't mean a whole lot to me right now because we've known that they were going to finish over five hundred for a while now. Um, that's talk about the upset of the century. I, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say. I really don't even know what to say because the goalposts, I don't know if this is the right term to use, but it feels like it's the right term to use. The goalposts have changed. Forget about the goalposts have changed. We've moved down the block to a new stadium. We've moved to a new city. We're the fucking, where the Browns. We, the, the moving trucks came in, took all the shit, took us to Baltimore. The goalposts are nowhere to be seen based on the beginning of the season, when we were like, "All right, win twenty five games. that's fine. Just show us some progress, let the kids play, be competent, be coherent now now we're sitting here we're we're thinking what are we thinking about? Are we thinking about like holy? like okay, so you have clear top eight in the n b a is it a is it a top nine now, I don't know um." It's a question that I have. It's just, I'm I'm done. I'm done putting a cap on this team. I'm done putting a cap on this team because why would you put a cap on this team that on the second night of a back to back comes in to Memphis, who by the way is a good team. I know their coach. I, I don't know what uh, Clyde does not have. His, not have his best game. Um, I uh, their coaches came undone at the end. They've He's done a wonderful job. They've had a wonderful season. Um, I think they're in, what are they, a ninth right now? Memphis is damn good. And they're coming off a disappointing loss. And Memphis came out tonight with a purpose. They wanted to make a point. And they played like they were trying to make a point. And we took, and we played, came out and played like shit. And we came, and they took the punch. And it was just okay, we're gonna methodically systematically in the way that we do it go up 17 entering the fourth quarter and then we'll have our usual you can count on it every game like clockwork five minutes where we can't score a goddamn bucket um and make it closer than it should be but we'll still come out with with you know what essentially was a, a, a you know an easy victory is 14 point win again on the road, second night of a back-to-back, and oh, by the way, we're going to do it on a night when, ostensibly, our two best players combined to shoot 14 for 35 from the field. Randall was 9 for 23, R.J. Barrett was 5 for 12, even Reggie Bullock was only 4 for 9, um, 2 for 6 from 3. So, like, the guys that have been doing all the scoring for them didn't even have a particularly great great night tonight. And yet they still came out, and they, you know, they did it. They took care of business. What does this mean for the next four games? Oh, man. I don't know, but I'm not going to talk about that yet. I want to talk about tonight a little bit more. Um, David Futternick, all the Memphis ribs for Tom Thibodeau. I need them to be sauced the fuck up. Give that man some sauce. Give him some curly fries in the plate right there. You know, when they bring the ribs, put them on the curly fries so the sauce is getting all in there. Give that man, give this head coach his ribs and his sauce and his fries. He has earned it. And that is where we are at. We're going to have a Thibodeau press conference in a little bit. But first, of course, We have the super chat Um, and we're going to hit everybody's comments. James Kressler, winning record clinched. RJ is better than John Morant's really good. Uh, John Morant did not have a great night, Um, you know, and and obviously he was frustrated. And quite honestly, John Morant has not had a great season, Um, you know, and RJ gets the benefit. Let's just call it like it is. I got to call it like it is. RJ doesn't have to be the best player on his team uh, in his second year in the league. John Moran has to be the best player on his team, and he wasn't the best player on his team tonight, and they lost. Um, RJ, you know, at a night like tonight, he didn't have to be one of the two best players on his team. Um, that said, I, I thought even though he didn't shoot the ball well, I thought he made some winning plays. Slacker hero, Brick City from John tonight, L- LMAO. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a I like John. But I, he, it was like the, the off-the-backboard thing. I don't know what the fuck he was doing. Stevens Guillaume, RJ, 4-0. Again, Zion and Jai. love to see it. Harry Donut. Harry, uh, I noticed you in the halftime zone. Uh, Shout-out to you, Harry. Um, again, anytime you want to make a comment or ask a question, feel free. J.M. Prego, nice W. Lots of secondhand shame for the Grizz. They embarrassed themselves with that crunch time performance. D. Rose for Mayor. We're going to talk about Derrick Rose in a second. Um Ravi Mehta um, Two Two for one for Jenkins Double T and oh two dollars For Jenkins Double T and one for Jaws T Thank you so much um, Andrew Rosenbaum thank you for Your contributions it was that C.T. Pittman C.T. Pittman I, I I'm gonna ask you um, Did you receive a package uh, Yet because there should be something On the way I don't know if it got to you yet Jeremy Cohen with the tweet of the night so this is what it's like to be on the receiving end of t- Tony Brothers Tom Foolery. I missed that one. Hannibal Miles. This is not the only. Uh, this is not only the reason of MVP Randall, but the re- uh, resurgence of MVP Rose. Um, we're getting to Rose very quickly. Tell Randall to cut out the bad long twos. Love him. Here's the thing um, about Randall's bad long twos. He's been hitting them. <laughs> All year. I know he didn't hit them tonight, but it, it's tough for me to get on. And look, I was sitting there and I'm watching Julius Randle in the beginning of the fourth quarter take these long twos and the step backs. And like it felt like there was more that we could be doing to generate offense and he wasn't doing it. And I, I was tempted to be like, all right, Julius, this isn't helping matters. But then you think back to how good he's been this year and that the fact that this is an anomaly. And like, are we really going to get on him for this? I'm not um was it his best game no his his penalty he doesn't get one of the stars of the game probably probably maybe he gets the one star in tomorrow's newsletter uh pkny let's not break this team up um addition through free agent only no big trade for a piece i would not be disappointed if we brought the squad back for a full camp i wouldn't either um i agree with you i think just make one of the, take out Peyton, give me a real point card that's it that's all i need that's all i want um, if you like this team and you're wondering what it's going to cost to bring them back, check out tomorrow's Knicks Film School newsletter, Shameless Plug. I'm going to go through um, contract comps over the last several years in free agency for Reggie Bullock, Alec Burks, uh Noel, and Derrick Rose. Um, statistical money, the whole thing. And I'm going to pinpoint exactly what I think it's going to take for the Knicks to bring all of these guys back and predict who will be back and who won't be. So check out tomorrow's newsletter. Michael Aaron, what's going on, my man? It's good to see you. Poor Jeremy already lost his one-in-three prediction. You know what? Jeremy wins life all the time. He's a ginger. I mean, what's better than being a ginger? Um, he uh, he must have something else going for him. I don't know. But it's okay. I could win this one. Um, A-Rod 2006. That's a, that's a fun name. Um, Wait, hold on! I lost it. Eh, Coming back. There we go. Do you think Rose is still capable of this? No. Let's talk about Derek Rose. I'm going to pull up Tibbs. Make sure I don't miss the presser. Um, So I know statistically his last season in Minnesota was better. Um, I know the uh, as someone pointed out on Twitter. I know. you know, in 2015, I think you know, he was on that Bulls team that they they went to. I think it was the conference semifinals or whatever it was. He had meaningful playoff games, obviously, after the ACL. Um, I stand by what I said on Twitter a, a little while ago. I think this is the best stretch of post-ACL basketball that Derrick Rose has played. When you consider what he has been doing for this team, the role he has taken on, how much is on his shoulders with the bench unit? Um, the leadership role he's taken on it's clear as day he's taken on a leadership role. Um, not forcing anything, letting the game come to him, being efficient, um, playing meaningful games. Those Minnesota games were not meaningful games. That team was, you know, that was the Jimmy Butler season. Um, I think it's the best basketball and the most the best the, the most important basketball he's played since the ACL. Um and, and again, I was not a fan of this guy. I mean, he left a sour taste in my mouth his his first season in New York. And I've spoken about it before and I've written about it before. I was really I was really really bothered by it. I was really bothered by it. And for him to come here now, I mean, talk about 100,000% Turned around everything. We got Tom Thibodeau. Here we go.
3: Hi, everyone. Coach is here. If you have a question, raise your hand, and I'll bring you into the room. Mark Berman. Uh, yeah, Tom. Uh, to do a second night of a back-to-back on the road against a good team, I mean, how uh how impressed are you by this one uh, you know you got to you got to bring the energy and the commitment uh to win and so i thought our guys were excellent in terms of preparation you know we got in late uh or early this morning and uh you know just being ready to go at the start of the game you know we started off
1: slowly the first couple of minutes but then i thought uh our starters did a good job i thought Alfred's uh, ball pressure really got us going. Uh, and then, you know, we, we built a good lead in the third. Uh, you know, we in, in, struggled a little bit in the fourth, but we found a way to win. So, but whatever we have to do to, to get the win, it's hard to win uh, on the road. Defense, rebounding, that team puts a lot of pressure on you. Transition, attacking the paint, you know, so you have to get back. You got to get Set you gotta keep the ball out of the paint. And then they have great length and versatility defensively and they can turn you over and I thought our guys did a good job with that as well. Dave hey, Popper. Hey Tom, early in the fourth quarter or midway through the fourth quarter, I guess you uh pulled Derek, brought in Alec, and Alec gets hurt right away and Derek looked like he was struggling a little and then comes back in a minute later and seems to turn things on to another level. What did, you, what did you see from them there? Well, we just knew where we were in terms of you know trying to get guys in and out. So
2: I thought you his know, I su- thought, you know we, his substitution uh, patterns tonight I thought were great. Would have liked to see a little bit more quickly in the second half, but I thought Rose, uh, Tibbs coached a really good game.
1: And so, uh, you know they Anderson hit the two threes, and that sort of you know brought the, the lead down. And then we knew it would be a fight after that. So uh, that's what I liked. I like the toughness of the team, the perseverance, and just find a way to get it done. I, I knew uh, Alec because his first game back. And I thought he did some really good things. But his timing's still not there. It'll, it'll get there. I thought Novell gave us really good minutes. Um, Agreed. So, uh, RJ had a good stretch for us.
2: Hell hives. We, we needed everyone. We here. And we got that. And, is, Taj's, you know, that matchup
1: with Valanciunas is a very difficult one because you're in a lot of bigger roles. He's so a load, Valanciunas. And you're going to try to keep him off, off the board. And it just required an unbelievable amount of effort, and that's the great value of Taj is you're going to get more than one effort on every play. There's going to be two, three, and four efforts on him. Uh, and that's what it takes to win. There's no stat for that.
3: But that's, that's why he's so valuable to the team. And then I thought uh, Norvell just being ready to go, you know, when his number was called. So uh, and we needed uh, his minutes. He, he was very good as well. Jonathan Macri?
2: Coach, uh, obviously you had Derrick Rose for his MVP season. Athletically, he's maybe not the same player that he was. But could you just talk a little bit about how he's matured over the last decade? And when he says something after the game, like uh, "my teammates allow me to play this way," what does that mean for you to hear?
1: Well, he's a, and that's the great value of him. Whether he was the MVP of the league at 22, or you know, 10 years later, he's the same guy. He's always been a team-first guy, uh, and winning's always at the forefront. He's always been a great teammate. He's happy when other people have success. He's most happy when the team wins. And whether he scores two points or he scores two, uh 20 points, he's the same guy. uh And he's doing it a lot of different ways. And I think, you know, I've mentioned this many times. If you look at his net rating, pro 48 when he's on the floor, what he's done with us is pretty remarkable. So, um,
3: you know, he adds a lot of value to winning, as does Taj. Uh, our vets have been phenomenal for us. You look at you know what Alec and Reggie have done along with Elford. Uh it's just you you need that type of performance to be a winning team. Our depth has been a big asset for us. And then of course what, you know, what Julius has done is speaks for itself. Uh but our having a terrific season And Quick and, and Obi are really, you know, Obi's really coming on. He's playing really well for us and Quick. And yeah, we, um, we've highlighted,
1: excuse me, Julius' shooting, especially from the perimeter, uh, how he's having a career here, but also you look at the assists, and you just watch the games, the way he's distributing the ball, finding his
2: teammates. Was that a point of emphasis from you to him uh, before the season? Six assists for Julius out for tonight. What bad? It's a responsibility of every primary score, just to understand
1: Okay, you have the responsibility. There's, you know, you got to run your offense. You know, through your primary scores, and when the second defender comes, you have to you have to make the right reads. You have to make the right plays. Uh, he has been willing to do that from the start of the season. So, and I want all our players to to do that. I want them to put their team first and put winning first, and that's the only way you can win. When you look at the teams that go deep into the playoffs, they're teams that are willing to share the ball. With. They read the defense correctly the game tells you who's getting what shot so if you're getting blessed in the pick and roll know your outlets, or you know where your outlets are you know what your reads are in you know order uh if you get double team to post it's true uh know when your primary option you know what when, when, when does that happen when do you look through your shots first and so that's all part of winning and then it's important to take the right shots as i said the one thing that i, I think i'm most proud of as a team these guys are playing for each other. And you've seen the quality of our three-point shots. They're not bad shots. They're all good shots. They're the great shots shot. that are coming from a teammate making a play for somebody or making that extra pass. Uh, those are great rhythm shots. It allows us to get a chance at a second shot. It also allows us to get our defense set. Everyone knows when it's coming. Next question, Mike Barkunoff. Tom, your, your offense has really kind of taken several steps up since Derrick Rose uh, came to the team. Do you think that's a coincidence, or do you think it's fair to say that he's kind of been a catalyst for this offensive growth for you guys? I think it's well, fair think to say. He, you know, he, he's been a big <laughs> part of it, but I also think uh, you have to give credit to the other guys as well. I think RJ off the dribble, Quick off the dribble, Alec off the dribble, uh, and then the willingness to
2: make yes. the extra pass by everyone to pass up a good shot to get a great shot. And just understanding, you know, what your reads are and how to play basketball. But I think the team deserves credit. And usually it stems from your best players doing that. It's funny in these pressers, real quick, when he's asked about one guy and he did it with my Rose question, he'll go on and talk and give praise to everybody else. the The unselfishness and the fact that this team is so tight-knit and everybody's praising everybody else, I think it comes from this guy. He and sets the tone. And
1: then the, ball. And the, and the game is
3: pretty simple when you play it that
4: way. Thank you, Coach. Yeah, thanks. Have
2: some ribs, coach. Maybe even a cocktail. You deserve it. Um I had to put Anna up here, the ice queen, because uh, she's very powerful, as is Derek Rose. Um, yeah, man, Derek Rose is awesome. I, I don't know what else to say. Andrew just texted me to continue my Derek Rose rant. Um, I just,
4: he's, he, he is having
2: one of the more unique careers really in the history of the NBA. I mean, he won an MVP at the, not he didn't win an MVP. He was the youngest MVP and then he was out of the league and now he's, the I mean, look, we did our rankings a few weeks ago on the pod talking about who are the most important players on this team. I think I had Rose uh, third and RJ second. But, I mean, I'm just going to be honest. If you took RJ Barrett off this team, do I think they'd be able to replicate what he does? Yeah, I kind of do. If if Derek Rose was off this team, holy
4: shit. It'd be fucked. It'd be absolutely fucked.
2: Um, You know... He is the second most important Nick to Julius Randle, and he's earned that designation. And he's the the second, maybe not being the second best player, but he's the second most important player on a team that is unequivocally a top 10 team in basketball. Ten years after he won an MVP and was out of the league in between there. Amazing career. Amazing career. Testament to his strength um, as a human being, and um, happy to see it. Happy to see it. Uh, shout out to Bernard Richardson uh, for your contribution to the Super Chat. Thank you so much. Uh, just had Macri. I need to figure out where on my body I'm getting the tips tattoo. Any ideas? Um, I was just going to show one of my tattoos, but I can't do that because I would get canceled. Um, I have, when I went to Vegas uh, for my bachelor party before I got married, I got uh, my wife's name, obviously, is Dolores. So, on like right below my waist, I got. Uh, property of dilo right there, uh, right to the you know right of my groin, right under my waistline. I think maybe now, if 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 this keeps going, I should get property of Tibbs on the other area, uh, opposite side. Again, right below the waist. That's not weird at all, right? Uh, and maybe a picture of his face somewhere else on my on my personage. So that would be my vote. Uh, Jean Baptiste Piron. Pell looked useful. I agree. Pell had a very nice game. It's now a lot of great pickups decisions by this front office. Didn't know we could experience that as Nick fans. Look at us. Hey, who would have thunk it? Um, very true. Tim Kim. Funny how the tables have turned. Fisdale tur- team were down 20, and Alfred Payton is shoving dudes on the Grizzlies. Oh, my God. I was covering that game at the three-point line. Oh, my God. I was covering that game. That was the fire, fire Dolan or sell the team uh, chant at the end of the game. I've been to, um, you know, I've been to my fair share of Nick games over the, the course
4: of my life. I'm not sure
2: – well, not depressed. I'm not sure I was ever quite as bummed out as after that Grizzlies game last year, especially since I had to go into the fucking Grizzlies locker room afterwards and hear them talk about how there were no hot water in the showers. And it was like insult upon insult upon injury. And it's a year later, or it, it, the equivalent of a year later, more or less. And um, now the Knicks are the best story in the NBA. Credit to Will, Leon Rose, Worldwide West, Tom Thibodeau, everybody. It's amazing. It's unbelievable. Bernard Richardson, thank you, thank you for your multiple contributions here. Reminder: We got this Derek Rose for a second round pick in Dennis Mit Jr. Um, Dennis Mit Jr. salary dump. How about that? How about them apples? Um, yeah, it's going to wind up being the 45th, 46th pick in the draft. Just it's unbelievable. Um, crazy. Great move. Um, by the way, can we really have a real, we we need to have a conversation. We need to have a conversation about Leon Rose for executive of the year. I don't even care. You want to give it to, uh, you want to give it to, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, Scott Perry? Fuck it, give it to give it to Scott Perry. I don't even care. Someone on this front office deserves significant, serious conversation for executive of the year. I mean, there's no there's no two ways about it. Um, okay, heading back to the super chat to make sure I did not miss anything. Here we go. Okay, Taj Gibson is my dad. Brandon Kohler, congratulations. You have a great father. Um, Sean Ahern, ESPN thirty for thirty fours. what if I told you a wilting rose needed an empty garden to bloom again? Winning is just a normal thing now. That's great. Great job, Sean Ahern. I like that a lot. How's Flawn? Iggy with 14 points tonight and a magic win, question mark. Um, yeah, I mean, it's the same thing as like the Kevin Porter stuff, right? Um, would I have loved Iggy to get a chance here? Sure. Am I about to sit here and question the decision-making of this team that has put together this roster and this coaching staff and this rotation? Absolutely not. Um, getting 14 points in a game for an organization that has not been playing for anything for three months um, in a no-stakes game doesn't really mean a lot to me. I obviously, I didn't watch the game. I, I did watch a lot of Iggy down in the Orla- in the bubble uh, for the G League. He scored a lot of points there, too. He looked good scoring a lot of points there, too. Can't play defense to save his life. Um, I did not think his his offensive impact was really a winning impact. So all due respect to Iggy and his 14 points, um, I don't really give a shit. Um, sorry, Bernard. Um, oh, the Mets have fired their hitting coach. How about that? Well, at least we're not the Mets. Um, Robert Cross. Now that we all agree that we are favorites in the Eastern Conference, obviously, can we get an update on the status of the chicken cutlet T-shirts? So I got a very – I'm not going to say an angry text from Jeremy Cohen earlier today. I got a text, a perturbed text from Jeremy Cohen earlier today, I I, I dare I say, accusing me of putting this chicken cutlet T-shirt thing out in the open. Again, it's your your guy's idea. Um, It's just – it's Jeremy's job. So, Jeremy, direct your anger elsewhere. Um, Anthony Sixto, very excited to see Rose get back to the playoffs and what he will bring in key moments. You know he's been waiting a 100,000%. Fa- this is a guy who, um, again, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I am fairly certain, fairly certain that in his playoff appearance with the um, Timberwolves, he was one of the very few um, Wolves players that actually showed up and, um, did his job against Houston in that series. Um, so yeah. Uh, one more we got Stevens Giamma thoughts on Max Kellerman apologizing to Randall today. I mean, look, we all, it's just like pouring here. Um, we all owe Randall an apology. Um, I've apologized to him. I'll apologize to him again. I'm sorry, Julius Randall. If anybody who knows Julius Randall is out there listening, watching, um, Again, pass along my apology. Um, I think Max Kellerman, um, I don't give a shit what Max Kellerman says. That's my answer. Um, I think Max Kellerman tries to get uh, ratings. Um, as far as Randall goes, you know, he went from being the third or fourth most important player on all the teams he had ever been on to come to this city, entering this dysfunction. And being asked to be the best player. And he did not live up to that task. And we all crapped all over him because he did not live up to that task. Um, you know, should have been more understanding. Um, and, and that's a bad job by me um, because I create content and it's my name on the line. And, uh, you know, I feel badly for that. And uh, if I could take it back, I would. But, you know, Julius Randle, all the accolades, man, all the accolades.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: Toxic Knicks fan. Ja is just a track scar who could dribble, take away his speed, what's he do good? I mean... Yeah, but you could say the same. You could say, say the same thing about a young Derrick Rose. Take away his athleticism, what does he do good? Uh, Russell Westbrook. Take away his athleticism, what does he do good? Well, actually, that's we're seeing. Although he, he's got his athleticism back. Um, my point is like it's 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 a little unfair. I, I know Ja had a terrible game. I, I still think Jod's going to be a pretty good player. Um, more than a pretty good player, I think he's going to be a really good player. Um, but you know, w- w- was there? I don't, I guess I don't get wrapped up in like the, 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 the job ja versus RJ stuff or the Zion versus RJ stuff, because for me, the worst thing that we could do as fans is to try to put RJ in a certain box because I don't think he's going to fit in in any box. And I've spent more time writing about and thinking about and podcasting about who is his comp. I think RJ Barrett's going to be RJ Barrett. And I think, R.J. Barrett right now, and we see him. He has his good games and he has his not-so-good games. He's figuring out how to be R.J. Barrett right now. And Morant's going to do what he's going to do. Zion's going to do what he's going to do. I'm just really, really thrilled to let R.J. be R.J. And um, watching him learn and grow. And just the the other part, I'll say, knowing – that we can enjoy this ride so much because we know the work ethic that he puts in behind the scenes. And now that we've seen proof of concept, it's no longer the case where he'll have a bad half or he'll have a couple of games in a row where he doesn't shoot. And you're like, Oh my God, the sky is falling with RJ. That's gone. We don't have to worry about that anymore, which is such a nice luxury to have when you're talking about your young player and their, and their development. So um, yes, Juan Cruz, RJ learning and growing and winning, 100%. He's the 2nd leading scorer on, on the fourth-best team in the East and a top-10 team. What more could you want? Um, okay, I want to hit on a couple other guys. Then we get back to the chat before we get another player. Um, maybe I was a little too harsh on Randall before. Ended up having 28 points on 23 shots. So, you know, not the worst efficiency, but um, not his best game. Testament to him. That's how good he is. I am not going to talk about him uh Alfred Payton. Um I I just don't want to talk about Alfred Payton. Um, we obviously talked about Rose. I thought, oh, uh, um, Alec Burks and um and Matt, let's talk about the bench, actually. Let's talk about the bench. So I thought Obi Toppin had some nice moments. Um I thought he fought hard for a rebound against Valanciunas. I thought the you know, the alley oop was nice. Um, I thought his steal was really good. He's just giving them good minutes, and I think it's it's notable that Tibbs continues to come out in these pressers and praise Obi. Um, Norval Pell, same thing. I thought he'd give them valuable minutes. He ended up playing 15 minutes, very solid. They didn't really lose much on the court when he was out there, although long live Taj Gibson. Um, and then uh, Alec Burks. I thought Alec Burks looked like Alec Burks in his return. And it's funny you know, they've been playing so well without Burks, and i I, for one, already was falling into the trap of like, eh, how much do we really need Alec Burks? We need Alec Burks for us to for us to to maybe fuck around and do some things in the, in the playoffs and and win a game or two here or there and maybe even win a series. They need Alec Burks's playmaking. They need his shot making. They need his shot creation. Um, they need his, his clutch, uh, gene, whatever you want to say. Um, Julito, what did did Julito say? Is Julito in here? What do we got here? No, we cannot, David. I I don't even know what he's talking about, but, um, shout out to Julito. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. Anyway, um, yeah, I thought Alec Burks had a nice game back. I can't wait to see him after he gets his sea legs under him. Um, and then quickly, um, I would, if I have one nitpick tonight, I would have liked to see Emmanuel Quickly a little bit more. I thought he gave them an, a, some nice, nice minutes. He ended up uh, going three for six from the field. Obviously, two of three from deep. Uh, I've said it a thousand times, as has everybody else. The team reaches a dynamic when he is in there that they don't reach with anybody else. Doesn't matter who else. Doesn't matter who has it going. Doesn't matter who's doing what. They reach a dynamic when Emmanuel quickly is in there, and he has it going. That they, it's just unique, you know. And it actually has me thinking, like if I'm talking about the best, and people have asked this. I think we brought it up on the locker room this weekend. Best five man unit for this team, it's really tough because Randall has to be out there, Rose has to be out there. I feel like Bullock has to be out there. I want to say quickly has to be out there because, again, I just went on this rant about how quickly his shooting and his, and his, his range um, just changes everything for them. So then I guess I'm saying they'll go small and put RJ as the fifth guy. Man, these are good problems to have. Um, you know, you love Taj out there as the center. You love Mitch if he gets back. You love Burks out there. This is a real team, man. This is a real team. We go eight, nine, ten deep. It's um, These are fun times. Uh, we got another comment in Super Chat. This is a good one. Greg Film Stuff. If you had to send Julius Randle to a former NBA legend, former player, or a current NBA vet for a summer to enhance his game, who would you send him to? I'm thinking Melo, but Randall facilitates. Here's the thing. I hope this doesn't come off as, like, sacrilegious
4: randall's already doing all the mellow shit
2: like i feel like that you know the jab steps and whatnot and like you want to tell me maybe around the post area he could learn some more stuff around the post specifically like close range like flat-footed up and unders and shit like that i don't know i'd sooner send him to you know kevin McHale for that Um, or Hakeem Olajuwon obviously does his big man camp. How about. Man, I'm trying to think of like a passing. Oh, um, Jokic is still playing. Can we have him spend a summer with Arvidas Sabonis? Um, I don't know if Arvidas can teach that level of passing, Um, I'm trying to think of a guy who, who, who had like, I don't know. I kind of want him to hang out with Chris Paul. How about that? Um, hang out with Chris Paul and, and see what Chris Paul does to generate more offense. Because I think as great as Randall has been as a playmaker and a facilitator, I think he has another level to reach there. I'm not sure how much he can get better in terms of the shot making around the court. Um, I do think he can get better around the basket though. So, um, good question. Julito, my man. My man, my KFS shirt got lost in the mail. No, we got to rectify that. I'm going to, we'll, we'll get on UPS. We're going to the Eastern conference finals, sign it in stone. Oh yeah. Finish the wire backery. I've been, i here's the thing. I've been consuming so much NBA on my off nights and everything. And, and God bless my wife um, who has to deal with this shit. But I'm just trying to watch as many of these teams as I can because, you know, it's fun and and you got to scout. You got to scout. Summertime, though, I promise you I will follow, follow, finish the wire. Um, Daniel Chang. Macri, we're still waiting on and following T-shirts. Arrest David Fisdale. Hashtag Arrest David Fisdale. And um, hashtag B- Big Fifty. Well, we have the Big 15. Um, my T-shirt actually just arrived today. It's upstairs. I folded it nicely. I'm going to wear it tomorrow. Make it happen. I love it. Thank you, by the way, everybody who's, who's uh, purchased some, some K- KFS swag, um, who, who has thought about purchasing some KFS swag. Uh, there's a link uh, below this 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 thing that you're watching right now if you want to get some. Um, yeah, Bernard King, good answer for who uh, Julius Randle could spend some time with. Um, what else we got? W- with the arrest David Fisdale hive is is here and strong. I love it. Ooh, Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett, that's a good one. Well, I again for anybody who missed it, I think I said it on a locker room a few weeks ago. I have heard, I have heard around the way uh, that there is uh, some desire from within the Knicks organization to get uh, Kevin Garnett in the building this summer to work with um, the guy that I heard was Mitchell Robinson. Um, but hey, well, he's there. Work with work with Julius too. Um, you know, and don't forget Tibbs has the relationship with K- KG going back to um to Boston. So maybe not that crazy. We'll see. Um, all right, I'm gonna take a few more and then I'm gonna get out of here because it is midnight and uh I gotta write about this game. Give me a couple more questions. Um, who can RJ spend some time with besides Steve Nash? I think Steve Nash is sufficient. Um, that's a good one. Hey, we got Derek. Oh, we got Derek, Derek is here. If you have a question, raise your hand and I'll bring you into the room. Steph Bondi. Hey, Jared, I, was just, I was wondering if you knew this was the um, ten-year anniversary of you winning the MVP, and uh, how crazy that just seems to you. Uh, and, you know, I think my girl mentioned
3: it to me like earlier, while like she says, posted posts and stuff." But I mean, uh, it's crazy. Um, I mean, the story is crazy, but. I'm just happy to still be here and uh, playing a piece of basketball. So I'm very appreciative and um, that's dope. Steve Popper. Derek,
2: you had a little rough stretch early in the fourth quarter and Tibbs pulled you for Alec and then Alec goes down right away and you come back in and it seemed like you just picked your game up to another level right there. What did you see? What, What changed for you there? Oh man, I'm 32, bro. <laughs> I'm 32, man. Get in at 4 o'clock in the morning. Uh, um, AB came out. I mean, Brandon fourth. just kind of uh, pick a spot I was missing. My, my Typical, like I was all the shots that I normally take. Um, Tills gave me that break, and AB ends up getting hurt, so um, going back in. Uh, Good comment, Tills Sean. The I get to it a second
1: half it was giving me my shot, and uh, um they tried to switch up and be aggressive and i'll uh, just find ways to get to the basket. So you you keep mentioning you know i'm 32 i gotta do this i gotta do that to like still play at the level that you that you are i um, mean you're obviously playing well i mean at what age did you realize you have to kind of change your routine up and you you need to do things differently than you did when you you know when you were like 23 24 years old I mean, probably when i hit 27 or 28 but i didn't get my routine until yeah I built my routine around 27 27 28 and um i had almost the same routine all the way until like now um, a few more stretches but um lady judy Settle, the lady that works for the lakers right now um to tell you the truth she is really the only reason why i'm back in the league real world real, as far as going to her um she was kind of like my therapist and um yeah my yeah, therapist and um someone i could talk to while i'm going therapy and um she worked with kobe almost his entire career and um every summer uh, until actually asked her to come on the staff. I was with her. And um around that time that's when she would tell me about the fascia tissue and all that stuff under your skin that could um link to the certain dude. So um yeah shout out to you because about her and all the little Hey Derek um how amazing is it that you guys are 12-1 and one in your last 13 games? And also, how amazing is it that I saw fans here in Memphis wearing your Memphis University of Memphis jersey? You know, it's super cool uh, just to be on a winning team. Um, it could have been a lot different. As long as the record, we get more wins and loses, I'm cool with it. And especially with the record that you put out. So, so I that we're doing something um, quite unique here. Um, we're playing with urgency or if in the first half we're able to adjust or in the second half we're able to adjust. So um, we're reading the game, the coach that have done a great job like, with talking to them, talking to us and communicating with us. And um, we're just following behind. I mean, for the bench players, we're just following behind. The, the starters, like the Jew and the starters, they come out and set the tone. And as for um, the bench players. We talk along the sideline and um, see what the game needs. And before we get in the game, we already know how we're going to play, so we got to play a different way well, I mean, in the first group so that um, you're kind of thrown off by the group of what's coming into a different way. You know, O'Connor? Uh, Derek, obviously over the years it's always seen that uh, Tom has been a head coach that's gotten the very best out of you and your different stops together. What yeah. is it about your partnership that has made that, or just you know, elevated your game to the level that you played it uh, with Tom as your head coach? Uh, I know I said, uh, I've known him for a while and um, the only thing that I can think of is trust. Like, he knows how hard, um, I fought to get back. He knows I'm a gym right? He knows I'm a student of the game. Um, he knows where my heart is at. And it's um, vice versa. Like, I, I know how much work he put into this craft. I know how he prepped before every game. And um, we're seeing the results of it where he came here. He had a great group, very young group. Um, they, they're playing tremendous you know, throughout the entire year. And we come in here um, just trying to give them more confidence or let them keep vocal and let them know what I see on the floor. And um, it's, it's working. But it's somebody uh, I can trust to the end. And I know that, that it's
2: vice versa. Thank you, Derek. Thank you. Someone I could trust to the end. I love it. Okay. Uh, a couple more Super Chat comments and we get out of here. Um, Sean Hardy. No b I I thought the same thing earlier today, what he's what I'm about to read. I looked at the Clippers record in relation to ours to see if a pick swap was in play. I swear I had the same thought. I, I didn't follow through. I didn't look it up, but I had the same thought earlier today. Don Cappuccini, thank you so much for this uh generous contribution here. My Cynical Knicks friends are happy, um, but seem to find my over optimism annoying a lot. At one point, if you are paying attention, when you just relax. And admit that there's something going on here that isn't status quo. Uh, about a month ago. Sorry, Julius. Um, just 11-12
1: and 12 overall. And, and the way you guys are doing it. I mean, anyway, what do, you, what do you think of what you guys have been able to do over this, this past 12 games? Uh, it's been good. You know, we said we off, uh, This is what we have to do. This is the step that we have to take forward.
2: Uh, Julius good. is wearing a fun hat.
4: I like that hat.
1: Because you got um Jokic next, and um people think of him as the front runner for MVP now. And we keep raising the bar for you. First, it was All Star now, and it was All NBA. But you've been getting some consideration for MVP. Do you think you belong in that conversation? I'm not going to shy away from it, uh, but it's going to get better from game to game, improving as a player. You know, I'm not focused on it, you know, the players obviously very great, and I'm not focused on it, but uh, for me, I'm not worried about it, so keeping going to better to uh, leave the
3: team uh, game to game, because I uh, don't you know, like I said,
1: before our team, I uh, feel like we could going to be able to get better from game
3: did you know that it was a, today was a 10-year anniversary of Derek getting named the youngest MVP? How crazy is it, what he's doing for you guys 10 years later? Uh, I saw it. I did of my life. I saw uh, yeah,
1: it. crazy. Um, youngest MVP ever. Uh, but how he's mature and evolved as a player is an uh, incredible thing to see as well. So for him to go through everything that he's gone through in his career, uh, to see where
3: he is now because a lot about what
1: he used as a person. So, that's right, been great. working up. Julius, you mentioned the maturation form. Like, what have you noticed? I mean, he was the MVP before you were even in the league, and now he's still playing you know, at yeah. a really high level, right? Um, what have you taken away from the way, that <laughs> the way that he plays, all those types of things that he does to, before he even gets on the court? Uh, he just plays the way. He plays again the right way. Uh, he knows who he is as a player, um, you know, he knows how to get to his spots. Um, I think he's even more skilled now than maybe he was
3: back then. Um, you know, so he knows how to get to his spots. He knows how to finish well around the room, uh, get in the paint, um, and find, you know, guys. He knows everybody is on the floor, so, uh, you know, he's still a great player. He was take care of him, he's still a great question, Jonathan Mack.
2: Hey, Julius, um, just as far as the three point shooting this year, do you get a sense that when you hit some of these um, more audacious threes, like the one in the corner tonight, that it's a pick me up for the rest of your team? And, and do you kind of get a sense that that's coming? I don't know if it's a pick me up, but uh, it's a shot that uh, opens a lot of things up, uh, not just for myself, but for uh, my teammates.
3: So uh, I'll take the it Wednesday. I don't try to force it. Comfortable. Uh, it uh, you know, it's just a testament to the worst. So I'm going to assume you have
2: to ask a question. Okay. Uh, I like he has a President Obama shirt on too, which I like very much. Oh, he has sunglasses. Man, that's a look. That's a look. I like that look. Okay you going to read a com- couple more comments in Super Chat, um, and then we're going to get out of here. Um, Don Cappuccini has another one. Don, thank you so much, man. This is really ultra generous. As excited as I am about playoffs in the Garden, I'm also excited about adding on this team's success this summer and next summer. Um, so am I. We should all be excited, but um, also have confidence that this team is not going to need to do anything stupid um, and won't do anything stupid. Um You know, it's funny. We always I'm going to get to the rest of your comment in a sec. We always go back and we talk about the 2012-13 season as the other big season from the last 20 years. And then they went out in the offseason and they made, you know, maybe the dumbest trade that they've ever ever made as a franchise, um, trading for Andrea Bargnani and giving up a first-round pick to do that, which was insane the moment it happened. And it was not what they needed. And it was just, you know, they let a bunch of veterans go, I think we could be secure in knowing that the people running this organization, whatever they do this summer, whoever comes, whoever doesn't come, whoever stays, whoever goes, there are adults in the room now. And they're going to be, you know, rational actors in how they go about this. So be excited. Be excited for what's here, but be excited for what's to come. Um, Go Knicks. uh, P.S. Tomorrow I'll be getting back on the newsletter. Awesome. Thank you, Dom. Uh, go Knicks and go Knicks Film School. You're, you're the best. We appreciate that. And, um, man, look at the generosity here. Um, another one. I might be excited, but seriously, Julius this season is making a, really making a run at Mellow 2012-13. All NBA and most improved player, no doubt. Most improved player is done. Um, it's 1 to 20 odds or something like that now. All NBA, I would say, is all but wrapped up. Um, I think it's going to happen. I think the only question now is where he finishes on the MVP ballot. Uh, Melo finished third that year. Uh, Obviously, the Knicks were the second seed in the East, so that made it easier for him to finish so high. Um, Julius is not going to finish third. I think he'll finish very highly. And one more from Dom. Man, Dom, you're the MVP of the night here. Knicks still undefeated when leading to start the fourth. How about that? It's just there are so many – Things that we could point to as being worthy of our excitement and praise and just utter jubilation this season. Um, Again, I said it a few weeks ago, and Dom, this speaks to what you wrote about before. Take a moment to, if you haven't already, take a moment to cherish this and be cognizant of what is happening as it is happening. You don't get seasons like this very often. I don't care where they go from here. They could be a cont- they could be a contender for the next ten straight years. We're not gonna it, a season like this happens once. You know, it might happen once in a lifetime for 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 a fan of a team to come out of nowhere and become the story of the league in the way that they've done it after what they've been through, after what we've been through, all of it so relish it cherish it tell your friends about it um and most of all buy some nicks film school merchandise no i'm kidding no i'm not kidding um thanks for uh for tuning in um andrew claudio if there's anything i forgot or i uh anything else i should mention um let me know uh get a tips tattoo you could do that too um, yeah, thank you, David Fodernick. You gotta savor it. You gotta savor it. The immortal. The immortal, Jim Gandolfini. Um, we will be back on Wednesday night. May the fourth oh, May the fourth. May the fourth. May the fourth be with you. You know what? I think you've inspired me, uh, Andrew. I, I am gonna go ahead and put on an old Star Wars movie as I write the newsletter uh tonight. Um, what movie, which one should I watch? Is it,
4: should we do a little return of the Jedi?
2: It's Return of the Jedi night, right? Yeah, let's do a little return of the Jedi. Um, (laughs) lightsaber noises, Empire. You go Empire. What do we we think? Empire or Jedi? I don't know. I'm, I go, I go Jedi myself, but Empire, you, you can't go wrong with Empire. We got Empire, we got a lot of Empire. We got a return New Hope. Z- oh, Zolo J going out on a limb with the New Hope. I'm, I'm not. I'm not doing New Hope. Um, you have return Jedi. Attack of the clones. <laughs> Attack of the clones isn't terrible, actually. If anybody, if anybody says Phantom Menace, you're uh, that's that's the day. Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace is the David Fisdale of the Star Wars series. That's it. There we go. Um, Rise of Skywalker is, uh, is the Phil Jackson, I think, of the Star Wars series. Anyway, all right. We're going to get out of here. Enjoy your, enjoy your Star Wars content. Enjoy your Knicks content. Enjoy the evening. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Adios.
5: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium?